Welcome to today's devotion on life this side of heaven. The Word of God from Matthew chapter 28, verses 19 to 20. Go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always, to the very end of the age. Here's a quote that may give you a chuckle. It reads, The problem with quotes found on the internet is that they are often not true. And it's signed, Abraham Lincoln. (laughs) There are a lot of quotes and ideas that are attributed to God that aren't true either. Have you ever heard the phrase, God helps those who help themselves? It sounds like a Bible verse, but you won't find it anywhere in the Bible. It's from Poor Richard's Almanac by Benjamin Franklin. This week, the church celebrates the Festival of the Holy Trinity. But unlike the other festivals in the church year, this one isn't based on an event in the life of our Lord, but rather how our God has revealed himself to us in his word. Over the centuries, Christians have been careful to separate the truth of what God reveals about himself in his word from misunderstandings and false teachings. In order to summarize these truths and provide a solid confession, they've written statements of faith and creeds. And there is a reason for that. Our salvation depends on knowing God. Formulating creeds isn't anything new. In fact, it goes all the way back to the New Testament itself. One of the earliest creedal statements, or statements of faith, is recorded by Paul in Romans. He says, If you confess with your mouth Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. And even the apostle expanded on what that means in 1 Corinthians. He says, For what I received, I passed on to you as of first importance, that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures, that he was buried, and that he was raised on the third day according to the scriptures. And for St. Paul... Everything hinged on whether or not it was according to the scriptures. In other words, what does God himself have to say about it in his word? Whenever you and I are tempted to follow a feeling or a hunch we have about God, it usually takes us in the wrong direction. In interviews with folks about God, a number of respondents said, I feel that God is angry at me. Many also said, I feel that God is punishing me. Whenever feelings are mixed into faith, Facts and fictions become blur. If you and I were to look at the events which transpire in our lives each day, we might come up with a completely false picture of God. When our job is in jeopardy, we may assume that God is getting back at us for something we've said or done. If we're in the hospital, we may assume that God is showing us his anger and punishment. Instead of an angry God, Jesus reveals something much more amazing in his word and says, For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. That's why instead of hunches or feelings or even circumstances in your life, God's word always points you back to the cross and assures you, Yes, I love you and have forgiven you all your sins. Here's why the creeds were written and why they're still such a vital part of our worship today. It's not like hanging on to some old dusty set of instructions for an appliance that we no longer even own. The creeds remind us how our loving God has revealed himself to us in his word. He's the one who invites your prayers and who assures you, I am with you always. Let us pray. Gracious Lord, thank you for revealing yourself to us in your word as Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Thank you for creating me, preserving me, 
and redeeming me. Amen. Thank you for joining us. If you're listening to us by podcast or on Alexa, we invite you to browse the resources that are available on our site at lifethissideofheaven.org. God bless you and have a great day.